I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. Bob. And we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Uh, Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSEs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online early. Uh, I know it's a nice rainy day today, so you can cuddle up with your computer and get online with us. And uh, we can do our best to help you out with your your technology issues, as it were. Uh, speaking of technology issues, I was lucky enough to go to New York City after the show last weekend. Uh, I went to go see Arturo Sandoval in, uh, at the Blue Note. And a um, buddy of mine... I uh, got tickets from his kids, um, his students. Uh, he's a jazz uh, director out there in um, is it East Catholic High School. But I digress. We went and got a we got a little dinner there at Katz's Deli, right? The famous Katz's Deli, the one where uh, you know Harry Met Sally was uh, filmed. If you remember that scene, Bob. I remember it well. <laughs> I'll have what she's, she's having, having. exactly. <laughs> But uh, the reason I bring up Katz's Deli is because they pretty much could sell you a sandwich in the dark. Their process is not computerized. Now, they're, they're nearly a 100-year-old delicatessen. And uh, you walk in there, and they give you a ticket. And they say, no ticket, no exit. And there's a guy at the door who says, here's your ticket. Okay, I've never been here before. What are you talking about? Well, okay, you go get your ticket. You walk up to the carvers. There's like five or six carvers carving the pastrami all day long. And they write with pencil and paper on your ticket what they sold you. And then you, you take it back to your seat, you eat, and everything's happy. And then you walk out and you pay with cash, of course. They don't want to use any cash is king. And uh, the guy I went with, my buddy, for, didn't bring his ticket because I was buying dinner. At least I could do. They're like, no ticket, no exit. <laughs> <laughs> the bouncer on the other end was a pretty serious guy. Uh, but we had a little discussion and they agreed that I had bought dinner. But the, my point is... They are not using technology. They're making money hand over fist. And they're not paying some cloud provider to do it. They're not paying for computer folks to manage their systems. They're simply using pencils and paper to sell pastrami hand over fist in New York City. There's something to be said for it. I'm sorry. There is. So they're paying their accountant big buco bucks. Their accountant? <laughs> I don't know how they're accounting for it all. Yeah. But um, Well, somebody's got to add up all those stuff. <laughs> all those cash receipts. <laughs> Yeah, I wonder why they wanted to be cash. They do. I uh, take credit cards too, but you have to go to a different, a different uh, thing. I just figured I'd bring it up because so often these days you find you can't even order a sandwich without their cloud-based ordering system being out, or the internet's down, 
And it's like, I just want to order a sandwich for crying out loud. No, sorry, the system's down. <laughs> like, well, what? You can't slap some tuna on a piece of bread? No, sorry. Going forward, system's down. <laughs> going forward, as they raise the minimum wage, we're going to have robots. We're going to be ordering from McDonald's on an app and paying for it with a credit card. As long as there's internet connectivity and all of it's up. But again, <laughs> McDonald's might be kicking themselves if they realize, well, geez, if we just put it on paper, paper and pencil, they could slap the burgers together, no problem. So we'll see. <laughs> You know, when the coming apocalypse comes and we have no power, right? You know, all these dystopian futures are like we're all power, no power. Katz's Deli will be selling you pastrami. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be a big line. <laughs> there will be. So uh, what else you got in the technology world there, Bob? Well, I got to do a little uh, tribute, if you will. Yeah. You know who Jerry Cobb is? I did not until you told me earlier this morning. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jerry Cobb was the first female astronaut candidate, and mm-hmm. she died at uh, 88. Wow. Okay. She didn't make it to space, but she helped forge a path for women in the space program. Okay. Um, in 1961, she became the first woman to pass all three phases of the Mercury astronaut program. Mm-hmm. For those of you that didn't know, that was where they put the first man in space. Right. Despite her accomplishment, Cobb wasn't allowed to continue with the astronaut corps. At the time, only military test pilots were allowed to become astronauts, and there weren't any female test pilots in the military. Mm-hmm. Cobb was among 13 other women who passed the program's test. The group became known as the Mercury 13. In 1962, Cobb testified before a congressional panel to make a case for women in NASA. We seek only a place in our nation's space future without discrimination, Cobb said. Mm -hmm. She flew for uh, decades as a humanitarian aid pilot in the Amazon jungle. Mm -hmm. Her autobiography, released in 1997, was titled Jerry Cobb, Solo Pilot. Cobb was among the women profiled in a Netflix documentary, documentary, Mercury 13, that was released last year. All right. So you can go to Netflix and see her story. But Very cool. the fact that, you know, she was the first woman and she just recently died, I think she deserved the tribute. Definitely. Well, thank you for that, Bob. In other news, so Microsoft has this cloudy uh, email system called Outlook.com. A lot of people signed up for it. Well, Microsoft just revealed that uh, that hack was a bigger hack than they thought it was. Uh, you're looking at a chunk of folks who's email um, was accessed by hackers on the Outlook.com cloud system there by the folks at Microsoft. And uh, what the, the the company dubbed as a month's, months-long security breach uh, was confirmed by TechCrunch on, on Saturday. So this is, again, Microsoft. Microsoft who wants to host your stuff, host your Word, host your email, host your whatever. You know, Outlook.com is hacked, and you get the bad guys reading your email. So if you're sending email... Back and forth to your attorney about a closing coming up. Well, the bad guys are reading your email as well. And, of course, they would get in the middle there for your attorney. And instead of you know maybe cutting a check for the closing, they're going to tell you to wire the money over to this place. And it's the bad guy telling your attorney to have the money sent vice versa or, or you. Or I'll give you a discount if you pay with Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're not doing that. But uh, the point is Outlook.com. This is Microsoft. This is the cloud. Uh, had a big issue with folks getting hacked. And we'll put a link up here for you uh, from Inc. And there's other other uh, news sites that are talking about this. And um, I think you should consider thinking twice <laughs> before you stick your stuff in the cloud. Uh, but uh, we'll put a link up here for you. You can take a, take a look at it and see what Microsoft has to say about it.
What else you got, Bob? I got a good one. Oh, boy. <laughs> the Mueller report will be delivered to Congress on CD. Says CD? CD. I haven't used a CD in like 10 years. After two years of waiting to see the Mueller report, the culmination of an investigation looking into Russian interference in the 2016 presidential election, mm-hmm. the 446-page report will be delivered to Congress via compact disc. <laughs> CBS News reported Thursday. They should have put it on a five and a quarter floppy for crying out loud. That's just as silly. Uh, CBS News also reported that the House Judiciary Committee had to double check whether anybody still had a computer with a working CD-ROM drive. Why are these people running the show? Apparently the answer is yes. Copies of the redacted Mueller report will be delivered to the Hill tomorrow between 11 a.m. and noon on CDs. Well, this was uh, obviously (laughs) Wednesday's news, but... Those drives have become increasingly rare. Yes. Apple, for example, started doing away with disk drives in its MacBooks back in 2008. Right, a the, decade ago. The Department of Justice Plus. didn't immediately respond to a request, <laughs> a request for dot comment. But here's the thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I don't have a uh, a CD-ROM drive in my computer. Neither do I. And but I do have a USB drive that yeah. I can plug in that car- I carry in my bag. Of course. Okay. So I figure. There's either going to be a run on these USB CD drives, or oh, at, at the Congress and they're in, in correct. DC, so they can go and do They're that. all running to Staples, right. buying an external but, CD-ROM drive. You know, they could just download it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, these guys it might have, be quicker. The word "download" is like, what does that mean? What does that mean? Most of these guys in uh, Congress, I think, are technologically inept. They are well, knuckle drivers. The other thing they could have done was, yeah. I'm guessing. Yeah. That maybe they had a a cup a stack of maybe uh, you know a couple five hundred pound stacks of uh, not pounds, old CDs the, you know five hundred disc stacks of yeah, the old yeah, CDs big spools. sitting there and so they figured maybe well let's use these or maybe they're just old AOL CDs they would send you all the time to update your software yeah, but they that? had to burn but they had to burn them uh, that's true. so and my question is did they have like a multi burner that could do it in production. Or that was sitting in a closet somewhere they decided to use? Or did they pay some intern to do them one at a time? <laughs> Who knows? And did they print the no, label? No, it wouldn't on, have been an intern. Well, were they printable CDs? It was a government worker out there working that. No, triple time. So did they print labels on each one of these CDs? <laughs> it no, is crazy. You can't minute. make this stuff up. If they wanted to really do it quicker and make it convenient, yeah. they could have put them on USB drives, of right? Course, yeah. well, well, you know what? Or email them as an attachment. It's the only 400 pages. The question I have is, how much would they have paid for these USB drives? I mean, let's face it. If they pay $800 for a toilet seat, right. how much would they be paying for a USB. CD-ROM? Or a Every USB time drive? I see the budget printed out, like, why do they do it? I mean, all the trees they kill to print these budgets that they don't read anyways. I mean, why are they bothering to print them? You're right, Bob. This is nuts. And this is, not a, this is a true story of them sending CDs of the Mueller report. It's 400 pages. I mean, you could fit that on... You could email it in an attachment. I mean, it's probably what? It's probably a couple megs. 400 pages is not that much space. Why do you need to burn a CD? Well, you got to realize, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Yeah. Can't make it up, man. So we'll put some links up there for that as well. We got you guys all over the phones. That's good. We have one line open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Tim, Ken, and Tom, hang on. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. One line open for you on this rainy Saturday, 800-966-WTIC-522-WTIC. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to uh, let's go to Ken in uh, Windsor first. Morning, Ken. What's up? Hey, thanks, guys. You have a great show. It's, thanks. Uh, 
gets me out of bed on Saturdays. It's the least we can do, man. <laughs> hey, I have this situation where I go to this uh, public library occasionally, and they have open Wi-Fi there. And um, I cannot get Outlook uh, to get to my mail servers whenever I'm in that library. It works everywhere else, hmm. but it won't work in that library. That's and I don't know what the heck it is. I've even gone into my firewall, and I, I've indicated that uh, Outlook can co- uh, can connect to you know public Wi-Fi. Yeah. The application should so pass through. You're bringing your laptop to the library, or are you just logging on their on their computer screens? Oh, oh no, I'm bringing my laptop to the library. Huh? Have you heard and, of that, Bob? Uh, Actually, the only thing I can think of is somehow it's being blocked by you know the library. Yeah. So hmm. their firewall. If it works everywhere else except there, it's got to be the library's. Yeah. Uh, you know, well, it could be more than the firewall because they could be inspecting the packets and. So if you want to if you want to fix that, you could employ what's called a VPN. I see. Yeah. So if you loaded Proton VPN on your computer, which is a w- one that I recommend, it's a good one. It's free. You you should be able to connect out through, and that firewall at the library really won't be able to stop you because you're okay. VPNing. Okay. It shouldn't be able to. I doubt they're going to configure it to stop that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first time it happened, I actually wiped Outlook out and reloaded it and reset all the servers and all that, and wow. that did not work. And then I thought, well, maybe uh, my my host, um, Comcast, was down or something. No. So the next time I visited, which was almost a year later, I had the same problem. Yeah, do you have a smartphone too, Ken? A smartphone, yes, I do. Does it work on the smartphone? I think that's how I got it to work. I, I actually used my phone as a uh, hotspot. Well, no, no, no. Okay, that's fine. But I'm wondering if you got were able to send and receive email on your smartphone while you're in the library's Wi-Fi. <clears throat> oh, that I don't know. That I don't know. That might be an interesting test. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a good point. But I don't run Outlook on my phone. I'm running just Gmail. That's okay. Oh, just Gmail. But you're, So you're not running um, the Comcast mail. Well, it, it gets the information from the Comcast server, but it gets it through the through okay. uh, Gmail. Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the the technical person there tried to help me, and he said, well, why don't you just go to Outlook.com and get your mail? But um, I have too many addresses that are specific to different functions. I work for a lot of nonprofits, mm-hmm. and I have to keep those accounts separate. But yep. some of the stuff, uh, I need it all at one time. So Right. Well, I guess... You either have to put the VPN and see if it works that way. Why they block you, I have no idea. Or uh, consider yourself an email-free zone when you're in the library. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't think okay. of why it would stop you. It's got to be something on their end. Okay, that's that's good. Then I won't uh, I won't <laughs> spend any more energy on it. I'm no. gonna, I've always wanted to play around with the VPN, so I guess I'll try the Proton. That should work. Thank you much. All right, Ken. Great. Yeah, bye-bye. Yeah, I can't imagine why that would happen, huh, Bob? That's kind of... Well, it's got to be the library blocking it. Yeah. Because libraries came under scrutiny a few years back. Yeah. Because people were going in there and, you know, going to nefarious sites and what have you, right. infecting their systems. I mean. That's true. You know. I just gave them a way to do it without them being able to block it with well, a VPN. Well. Yeah. So they had to invest some money in blocking technology. Sure. To keep, uh, you know, people from using like kitty porn or porn yeah. or whatever. Nasty stuff. Yeah. Let's go on to uh, Tim in New Hampshire. Hey, Tim, what's going on? 
Hey, good morning, guys. Thank you. Sure. Um, I talked to you several months ago about uh, possibly getting a new laptop, which I did. Oh, uh, great. So I currently have an HP ProBook 450. Nice. And I'm running Windows 10 Professional. Now, for work, I do a lot of uh, presentations, so I use PowerPoint a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I noticed happening now is when I hook up to a projector, I'm able to get PowerPoint up and showing. Yeah. Um, but my desktop doesn't show and I like if I want to show uh, a video off the internet or something it's showing on my laptop but it's not showing on a projector okay so you, you have to tell the the output that you either want to uh, mirror the screen right or you've got multiple screens Do you have multiple screens Tim generally when you have your laptop running no you don't nope but you connect it to a projector via the either HDMI VGA or HDMI and it the, the and when I open PowerPoint, it does not project until I put it into slideshow mode, and then it shows up on the screen. Yeah, so it's how you're showing your screen. Um, the the laptop is you need to set it up to either there's probably a function button, and we can yeah. look it up um, as to how to either mirror your screen. Well, are you talking about when because um, the la- you need to tell the laptop. Uh, I mean, there is the. Um, there is the mode where I can where I can have it show on just the PC. I can show duplicate, yeah. extended. Right. But when I do duplicate, this I can see. I, I got it so that I could see my desktop. Good. But I, nothing functions on my desktop. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I I don't know. I. I didn't have this problem with my last laptop. <laughs> yeah, it's a function button. It's something really stupid. You either pushed a function button you shouldn't have, um, or it's 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 got to be that silly because when you attach an external monitor, which is what a projector is, yeah, yeah, uh, you got to tell the laptop how to how to handle the external monitor, and you either extend the desktop, like you said, yeah. you could have extended it by accident. So what happens with an extended desktop? is that your desktop is not being projected, but the extended one is. And you have to drag what you're actually doing from one desktop to the other. My guess is you do have it set to extended, and the one that's projecting is empty. And you literally have to drag the presentation to it. That's why I think you should mirror your desktop when you are doing a presentation. Okay, so um, what do I, how do I do that? Let me find the function buttons to the break. <laughs> All right, Tim? Uh-huh. It's a ProBook 450. All right, we're going to find the function buttons as to how to change it to uh, from extended to uh, duplicate. Bob's looking at his right now, but you and I, got, have I have another question for you. Yeah, too. sure. So, and again, I think this is just a, a function thing that I need to clear up. So, I use um, I, I use WinX YouTube Downloader uh, when I want to download something off YouTube and embed it into a PowerPoint. Mm-hmm. And that was working fine on my other laptop, but now something's blocking when I get to the download part. Um, after it analyzes the video, when I hit the download button, um, it doesn't download in a, a little screen. I think it's, um, what is it, virus and threat protection screen pops up. Mm-hmm. If I click on that, then it takes me to um, a screen that says allow an app through controlled folder access. Mm-hmm. And there's a little box I can click for add an allowed uh, app. Yeah, But when I click that, it takes me to like the same screen I get if I click my file folders, and I have to pick something. I don't know where to find this app. <laughs> ah, the app that you're trying to allow. 
What's that? You need, you're, you're trying to find the app that you're trying to allow? Yeah. yeah. All right, that might be more difficult. Give me a second here to put you through. Uh, we'll do some uh, research here during the break to see. Uh, but right. you're doing it's a YouTube embedding you're trying to do, right? Yep. Into your PowerPoint? Yeah. All right, we'll see if we can find some information there. All, All right, right, Tim, hang on. All right, we'll do. We'll see if we can help Tim out with his issues. And uh, feel free to get online as well. We have three lines open for you. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock on this Saturday morning. So uh, get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. If you want to talk about how we can utilize, uh, actually function without technology, the way Katz's Deli seems to be, feel free to get online. Talk about that, you know. Be able to sell pastrami in a power outage by candlelight does seem like a business advantage. We'll be right back. We are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. And uh, we have three lines open. 1-800-966-WTIC and 522-WTIC. And uh, we're on with Tim in New Hampshire. You still there, Tim? Yep. All right. So Bob did some uh, digging on the uh, monitor issue, and we yep. found Microsoft is part of your trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly. Go ahead, Bob. Great. Well, uh, the uh, one of the updates, uh, 1803, broke the function keys for the the display, and what, on the laptop that you're on using. the laptop you're using. Oh. So um, they uh, do have a fix that's posted. HP posted a fix, and we put a link to it. Okay. So you can go there, and it and it gives you answers on how to solve it. Okay. The key for you would be though, and I, and in my opinion, to set your laptop to mirror your screen when you're doing a presentation. So whatever you're connected to is displayed on the projector, whatever you see, right, as the presenter is going to be displayed on the projector. That's the easiest way to do it. If you extend your screen, then you're going to have to make sure you drag whatever you're seeing on your screen to the right. extended screen so that it's projected. Yeah, that's what confuses me because with uh, when I open PowerPoint and I run PowerPoint, I, it's, I can see it on my laptop. It, I can see the slide. I can see the next slide coming. Right. Um, but as soon as I close PowerPoint, um, the screen that I'm projecting on goes blank. Blank. Goes black. Yeah. <laughs> it says there's, you know, check your connections. <laughs> what? It's got to be that function thing. It, is, it has to be that right. thing there's, that Microsoft. There's did. a whole bunch of things, and then there's other links, and uh, the uh, the full customer advisory link is on this page. I mean. That's okay. ridiculous. So that's the, hopefully Thanks that solves it. I'll check that out. Hopefully. Now, the other issue, we've got three different links here for your what Microsoft is doing is blocking your external content. Yep. And they're saving you um, from what you want to get done. Uh, we gave you, we put three different links up describing different ways to talk to the off, the operating system in Microsoft software to say stop doing this. Um, any one of them may work for you. The other thought is to be able to operate without being connected to the internet. Um, when you do a presentation, it, there's nothing worse than trying to have that embedded link run, but you right. find that you're in a big, you're putting a big presentation on for like 100 people, and they're all using the same Wi-Fi you are. Right. And now they've dragged it down to the point where it's crawling, and right. you're sitting there as a presenter trying to go ahead and present this video that requires the internet, and it doesn't work. And that's why I never do that. That's why I always download Smart. the video. And then I embed it into my PowerPoint, and uh, so I don't have to. Uh, so I, n I rarely ever, ever, ever use Wi-Fi in a presentation. All right, good. So you need to make sure you allow the content to to run, and then what you need to do is associate a video player 
right? I think that's part of your trouble is you're not associating a player, and that's where the system's like, well, what do you want me to allow? Oh, okay. And you need to find a video player to play your YouTube video without the Internet. So uh, yeah. that's probably what's going on. Um, which one would you recommend, Bob? You've talked about it before. That's why I asked a mask in. Yeah, I use the, the Windows uh, Media Player. Okay. Mm-hmm. So just right-click and associate whatever the extension is on the video, MP4 or whatever. Okay. MP4. You can okay. use the Apple. Okay. Uh, QuickTime? Well, QuickTime is not. Well, the Apple has a couple of them. Okay. QuickTime's the older I, one. Yeah. Yeah, I think that'll answer my question, though, because it was, it was taking me to that place where it says uh, allow an app, and then I didn't know what. I was looking for the WinX app because I thought that's what I was supposed to allow, but this would make more sense to uh, – because I did see Windows Media Player there. That's what they want. You, they need to know, okay, I'm going to play this content that you say is okay. Well, what am I going to use to do it? You need to associate it. Got it. Got it. I think that'll work. All right. Well, I will give that a shot then. All right. Good luck, Tim. All right. Thanks a lot, guys. You're welcome. Have a good Easter. Bye-bye. Yeah, you too. Bye-bye. Nothing like having an update of your operating system break a function key on your <laughs> keyboard. 1803 broke a lot of things. Oh, my gosh. It was a very good year. No, very good update. Let's go on to Gail in Windsor. Hey, Gail, what you got cooking over there? Hi. I just wanted to get back to you about Ken's problem in the library. Yeah, he can't um, get his email, only in the library. Yeah. Well, I'm the library director in Windsor, so presumably he's going to our Windsor library. And it's um, he has to use his library card to get into our um, network. He, it's not an open wireless. So he has to either use his library card number or he has to get a visitor pass to go in. We, we track the number of users, yeah. and it also connects to our print manager. So sure. you can print from your phone. Or, and he wouldn't have been able to get on his phone either. He would have had to use uh, his library card to, to use his phone. Now, he said he worked with somebody in the library, a technical person, so I would hope that they did that well, step he, first. He probably just asked the librarian, because you do have a little bit more difficulty getting into your laptop. When, even when you put your library card number in, sometimes you have to go to a site that you haven't used in the past just to connect with our particular, it's called a spot license. Hmm. And so he, he may have presumed that he knew he had to use his library card number to get in. But ah. So you don't think he's even online? And we don't even have any filters, so that's not a filtering issue. We have, we have no filters. So, so. so the whole thing, Gail, is you think he's not even online? He's not online at all. <laughs> wow. He's using his own data from his telephone, perhaps, but he's not online at all. Until he uses his library card, he can't get into our wireless network. All right, Gail. Well, let's hope it's that simple. That does seem pretty yeah, straightforward. It be that simple, and we'll help him if he needs help. Do you have, like, a sign out there that says, hey, by the way? We don't because I think it does when you first try to go onto our public PCs. There's, like, a sign giving all of that. Okay. But if he's using his laptop, he's kind of going in kind of under the radar and so he probably didn't ask the right question or whoever was on desk didn't um, give him what he needed to know. So right. sorry for that. No sweat, Gail. Yep, I appreciate the information. Most, most, most libraries in the state operate the same way. We, we have to um, report the number of users to the state every year, and the only way to do that is to have licenses for getting in. Why do you think they care about that, just to make sure that the, the library is viable? No, I think they want to know how many people are reliant upon us to, um, for public um, for wireless access, we have probably about sixty thousand people a year who come in and use our wireless network. So a lot of people out there don't have it at home. Gotcha. I love that that library when I was a kid. I grew up in Windsor, so a lot of fond memories. Yeah, yeah we do a lot. Of, we are one of the most um, the busiest thing in the library today is tech help. We have geeks, 
for programs every single week. We um, do one-on-one um, half-hour sessions with people, helping them, you know, especially after Christmas when they get all of their um, gifts from their kids and they don't know how to use them. Are so you serious? Yeah, we spend hours and hours and hours helping people use. We had a woman a couple weeks ago trying to connect with her son in Pakistan from her laptop and had no clue how to do that. So librarian spent about a half an hour getting her going, and that's what we do now. That's so, cool. You guys are you're becoming geeks like us. We are. In the, are. In the old days, we are trying to figure out that card catalog system. I can't find the darn book. Well, we don't have a card catalog. We have a public access um, terminal that you can do that from home, and we have tons of databases. And yeah. Nobody's reading books anyways. You can get Hoopla now from the library, all those databases, so part of your library um, connection. So, yeah, so tell Ken to come back to his library. We'll get him on. Nice. If he doesn't have a library card, shame on him. All right. Use it from home, but yeah, I just I felt I'm driving in the car. I'm like, no, no, no. I know, I know what the answer is. That's that. funny. I would never have gone there, Gail. I would never have thought that's yeah. the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. People people do access porn, and we yeah. do have that problem. We have no filter, but we do tap them on the shoulder and tell them that's probably not what their tax dollars intended for. But um, oh boy, but yeah, but it would preclude you from paying your bills online, which a lot of people do, unfortunately, at the library or. Facebook, those filters would knock them out, so we don't have any filtering. Hmm. Well, maybe some would be a good idea. Yeah, but it's hard because, you know, you want to go to Essex, England, or look up breast cancer. It might knock you out. We don't want that to happen either. That's, so. been, that's been improved greatly. Clinical, yeah. clinical style stuff has been improved because they, they know the sites that are the ones you wouldn't be yeah. proud of versus the ones that are going to be helpful. I know. You, I know. It's true. It's true. That, that, those days are long gone. The old days, yeah, they couldn't figure that out, but now they can. But thanks for the call. We really do appreciate it. You're very welcome. And best of luck to you. Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So he probably wasn't even online She was very informative, I thought. Oh, the librarians, man. Oh, yeah. I had no idea they were doing that type of work. I have a whole new appreciation for a librarian. They're coming up into the 21st century. Yeah, very cool. So we're going to be here till 11 o'clock, four lines wide open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Feel free to get online. Everything we've talked about so far has been posted live by Mike G over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. And if you go to Facebook and like us over at Facebook and, and Mark Zuckerberg deems your newsworthy and he hasn't already given out your password or whatever he's done today, um, you can go ahead and follow us at Tab Computer Systems and it'll get into your news feed. So feel free to get online, give us some questions, or we'll be talking about our kids and you don't want to hear about that. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk. Three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. And as you're out there trying to get ready for the holiday, I understand. But uh, feel free to get online. We can help you out. And we're going to go to Walt and another New Hampshire uh, person out there. Hey, Walt, are you a a Connecticut person that's fleed the taxes, or are you just actually a New New Hampshire resident? (laughs) (laughs) I uh, wasn't born there by 20 days, but uh, uh, ever since then, except for military service, I uh, am a New Hampshire resident. All right, lucky and, you. Uh, if, if, if all those people would uh, go back where they came from, it would be nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good point. They do tend to change your state from uh, a red oh, state to purplish. <laughs> They'll stand in the DMV line and complain about the stuff that they had back when they were from where they were from originally. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they're yeah, voting that way now, too. So good luck up there, Walt. <laughs> what can I do for you, sir? So, 
I'm wondering, uh, I'm a truck driver. Yep. And I do get a uh, Vermont where there's not access to uh, Wi-Fi and like that. Is there a laptop that I could get that I could put an SD card with, you know, 50 or 100 pictures on it and be able to do the Photoshopping actually on the laptop rather than having to do it through the, through the uh, web? Of course. Yeah. You, why would you want to do it through the web anyways? Well, uh, when I go to computer stores and I talk to them, they say that uh, when I want to do the Photoshop, I have to do it uh, uh, through the cloud or online or something like that. See, that's and Adobe, Adobe has uh, changed their model. So in order to use their software, you've got to be online. See, yeah, okay, so that's, that's so, well, that's, it, it, like, that's, like, if I have my cell phone and I've got pictures that I've either downloaded or uh, taken myself, I can uh, crop them and I can change the patina and I can do all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, is there, is there a laptop that I could do that with without having to be online to do it? Well, like, but, but it's not the laptop, it's the software. Um, we have to find you... Maybe an Adobe Lightroom or something like that that doesn't yeah. require you to be contacted to the mothership. Why do they care yeah, I, about it? It's ridiculous. I, I just say Photoshop is a generic term. I, I, I want something that I can uh, uh, change the pictures around. I'm, I'm, I'm not the best photographer, but I can go through and, and fix them afterwards. All right, yeah. Um, I am almost – I mean, yes, Bob's right that there is a subscription model to a lot of the Adobe technology. However, I think you can still purchase – Lightroom or other Photoshop editing style software and not have to be connected to the internet to use if them. If you purchase a certain license for Adobe, it, uh, it'll allow you to use it for a certain amount of time offline. But Unbelievable. you got to phone home every so often. That is, uh, I, th- I agree. I think it's a terrible bit model. but Yeah, yeah I mean, you're going to be sitting there. They want there, their pound of flesh. You're in the sticks of Vermont where they're just getting electricity these days, right? Uh, <laughs> really? Internet is come on. You internet. Must be in a different part of Vermont. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't understand why you would have uh, this type of uh, model, but I'm sure there's an answer. So I'm going to throw it out to the, the photographers out there just to confirm for us that yeah. Walt can download, you know, Light Lightroom or Light Show, whatever. I think maybe it's Lightroom, um, and actually run it locally without having to be connected to the darn internet to edit a picture it's this whole thing is getting rube goldberg like crazy i mean you have to turn on your computer connect to the internet and then bring up your photo to edit it and and adobe's like yep walt's okay walt's okay you well, can how keep many doing it. it's instances crazy. have we reported where entire companies have shut down and couldn't do any work because right. they've lost the C- cloud yeah well look at look at all those airplanes they have a weight and measurement system for the airplanes these days where they're trying to figure out how heavy the plane is before they take off. And it's a cloud-based system, and it'll ground entire fleets because they can't do the math anymore locally. <laughs> it's kooky, man. So maybe we'll get a photographer to call in, Walt. But it's but... in the cloud. We save money. <laughs> yeah, I don't think so. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get somebody to confirm that for you, Walt. We're not uh, uh, photographers, but I'm sure we can find somebody that will chime in and say which software you can do offline. I I I appreciate the effort. You uh you have a uh, wonderful weekend and a uh, happy uh, happy Easter and uh and I'll be listening Sounds next good, time well. I get down through. All right, very good sir. Thank you for listening. Thanks. All right, bye-bye. We'll find an answer for Walt. There's got to be a way to do that. But it's getting ridiculous. I mean, I don't know how how many times have you heard I can't remember the name of the software they call it, but there's a weights and measurements for your for your flight where the you can't they can't take off anymore because they haven't ran the software. Oh, we got an answer. All right, let's go to Todd. Hey, Todd, you got an answer for Walt? 
Yes, I do. What's the software? Um, it's an open source program called GIMP. GIMP. I think yep. we it's, use it. It's the up. It's very <laughs> similar to Photoshop, in my opinion, and uh, no ET phoning home. And it's free. Yep. Open source. We will find the link to GIMP, G-I-M-P, yep. huh? Yes, that's exactly what it is. Yep. All right, Todd, thank you, and I'm sure Wall appreciates it. Now he can be pulled over at a truck stop and edit his stuff all day long if all he right, wants man. to. Thank you very that much. Help. All right. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye bye. There you go. That's the beauty of a fifty thousand watt new stock flamethrower. Um, there's always an answer out there. So we'll find a link, a link to GIMP. And uh, you say we use it, uh, Bob? Yeah, I've seen it on some of our our laptops, and I actually I think I have it installed on mine, but I <laughs> don't use it very use often. It. Yeah. But I know a bunch of our clients use it. Really? Because it's free. Well, that's great. Yeah. Why and not? you know it's it's pretty darn good. Is it really? Yeah. It's been around for a long time, for as long as I can remember, because I, I used to be kind of big in the Linux world. But, you know, it, there comes a point where you can only geek so much. <laughs> yeah, right. You can't know everything. Um, all right, so we're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Feel free to get online. Four lines open, guys. 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. While we wait for your calls, we'll bring up some more technology news. Uh, Bob found this. Um, this is an issue with Google. Uh, I've had issues with Google as well, trying to buy things. And this poor customer wanted a refund on his defective Pixel 3. But instead of cash, Google reportedly delivered 10 more phones to him. And they were all pink. Well, they did refund his shipping, $80. 80 bucks. But he wanted his, <laughs> he wanted his $1,000 back on his defective phone. And so he's going back and forth with, with Google. And he's like, look, guys, I'm going to go ahead and send back the 10 phones you sent me by accident. This is how the Internet works, right? You, I want a refund on my one phone. Of course, they send you 10 pink ones. And he makes didn't no- order a pink one. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> and Google's got to work on their, uh, their point of sale service, I guess. But uh, you go back and forth. It looks like now, since this guy has posted all this on Reddit and it's all over the place, that Google is going to get involved and try to fix this this process. Now, I think I told you my process of ordering a Pixel phone, which I love my Pixel 2, um, was a big pain uh, when I worked with Google um, on getting it. But they finally worked it out. I'm not sure why. There's you know, online... Online purchases seem to be kind of tough. Well, the for cloud Google. works so well. <laughs> yeah. So this guy's going to send back his ten ten phones, and or he'll sell them if they don't if they don't give him his money back. Yeah, he'll put them up on eBay and get his thousand dollars back. You get a thousand dollar phone, you sell it for a hundred bucks a piece. There you go. <laughs> we got Cheryl in Hanover, who wants to talk about Photoshop. Hey, Cheryl. Hi, it's actually Carol. Oh, hi, Carol. Hi. Hey. Um. Uh. So I use Photoshop CC. And what happens if you don't have an internet connection when you uh, open the software, it'll give you a little message that says, oh, hi, we, we think you're authorized to use this, but we're not sure. So we're going to let you use it, but you have, to, you have to have internet access within 14 days or we're going to shut you down. 14 days. Okay, 14 so. Days, yep. All right, so he's got a 14-day window. Yeah, and also you can get Photoshop Elements, which is, um, it's a, uh, it, it's, it's actually more user-friendly for people who don't really know what the heck they're doing. Yep. Um, and it's uh, you buy the software. It's like a hundred bucks, but you can usually get it on sale for sixty or seventy bucks. And that that doesn't require any internet access. At all. Beautiful. So he, if he doesn't like GIMP, which is free, he can yep. try for a hundred bucks Photoshop Elements. That's probably the better alternative. Yep. And then yes, yep. he can be online as long as it's every fourteen days and checks in with the mothership. Right. <laughs> yep. And. Um, uh, you can also download a free version of Elements. You can try it out for 30 days. Oh, that's kind of cool. <laughs> All right, I we'll have put one quick question. 
Yeah, go ahead. Like a year ago, I called you and asked you what kind of backup software can I get that's uh, either free or cheap and will back up my system, um, like just the new stuff every time I do something new. Yeah. And I can't remember what you told me, and I'm wondering if you could tell me what it is and then put up a link for me. Yeah, we, I use EZUS, EZUS, uh, to do my system, so I may as well tell you, you know, put that link up there for you, and okay. it'll, what, it'll do that. How, how do you spell that? Um, Ease. U.S. U.S. Okay. Yeah, and we'll put That'd a link up there for you. All right, Cheryl. Great. I mean, Carol. All right, Carol. <laughs> All right, thank you so much. You got it. All right, bye-bye. So, yeah, another great uh, answer from the listeners out there. We'll put a link up there for you on the backup software. So, guys, we're here till 11 o'clock. We have uh, four lines wide open for you this morning. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Also, if you want to talk about how you can get something done without technology, the way Katz's Deli does, I'd love to hear those stories because, you know, to sell a pastrami on rye doesn't require, you know, NASA. It really shouldn't. And Katz's agrees. And they're like, you know what? We're going to use paper and pencil and you're going to pay with cash. And if you don't have your ticket, you're not leaving the building. (laughs) So uh, if you've had any uh, examples of how to get things done without technology, I'd love to hear it. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.